Welcome to this podcast of sermons at CUNY United Methodist Church. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John, the 20th, 20th chapter. Although Thomas, the twin, was one of the twelve disciples, he wasn't with the others when Jesus appeared to them. So they told him, We have seen the Lord. But Thomas said, First, I must see the nail scars in his hands and touch them with my finger. I must put my hand where the spear went into his side. I won't believe unless I do this. A week later, the disciples were together again. This time, Thomas was with them. Jesus came in while the doors were still locked and stood in the middle of the group. He greeted his disciples and said to, and said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into my side. Stop doubting and have faith. Thomas replied, You are my Lord and my God. The Gospel of the Lord. So Easter is also a special time for me because 27 years ago this Easter I was baptized. And that is amazing and wonderful and life-changing. And to be honest, I had no idea where following Jesus would lead me, but I wanted to spend the rest of my life finding out. And it was only two years later I entered ministry. And I served in lay ministry, and then I served on ministry teams. And I was just sharing with leadership team last week um, that my appointment here at CUNA United Methodist is the first time I've been solo pastor, which means I spent a lot of years on Sunday mornings not leading worship or preaching, but sitting in the pew listening to other people preach. And I've heard a lot of sermons about Thomas. And this is the basic outline of most of the sermons I've heard. Thomas doubted, you know, because he was weak and faithless. Jesus had to prove himself. Then Thomas believed, don't be like Thomas. That's the basic outline of the sermons I've heard. And then as I you know, went to seminary um, and, and heard from scripture scholars and read scholars, I read, I read a different story. Scholars say over and over in the gospel, nowhere does Jesus disparage Thomas. The gospel writer doesn't disparage Thomas. That in fact, it was Thomas asking for experience that was that was part of this resurrection story, part of his transformation. And Jesus responds generously and even joyfully. The appearance to Thomas is the third resurrection appearance in the Gospel of John. The third appearance, three. It's a beautiful number. So the first appearance was to Mary Magdalene. And Jesus appears to her risen in her grief. She is feeling this deep grief because she thought the body of Jesus had been stolen. And Jesus doesn't try to diminish her grief or negate it. He's right there with her in her grief. And then he transforms her grief into a passion for witness, into a passion for mission. In the second appearance, you know, a week ago in our story, Jesus appeared to the disciples, all of the disciples, I guess, except Thomas. Thomas wasn't there. And they are afraid. 
They had locked the door. They were hiding. And then they have an encounter with the risen Christ, and their fear turns to joy. Now here we are in the third appearance, where Thomas is feeling doubt. Thomas is feeling skepticism. He just can't accept that something as incredible as rising from the dead has really happened. He can't accept it from hearing it. He has to experience it. And he encounters the risen Christ, and his skepticism is transformed into trust, into faith. So I've never heard a preacher put down Mary Magdalene for grieving. I've never heard a preacher put down the disciples for being afraid. But I've heard preachers put down Thomas for doubting. But what if Thomas's doubt was not bad? What if it was not even unfaithful? But it is the honest, needed starting point to transformation. Let's talk about rising strong from skepticism. Psychologists tell us that testing is a healthy part of relationship building. When I say testing, I'm not talking about manipulation, like if you love me, then you'll do thus and such, or if you're really my friend, you'll cover up that lie I told. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this kind of, you know, examining that reveals the truth of a relationship that determines, is this an acquaintance? Is this a friend? Is this a best friend? And it is these testings that help us determine that. We do a lot of that in our teenage years. My son was at a friend's house, a good friend, and they were playing video games, as they do, and the friend lost, and lost his cool, kind of flipped out, had a little, had a little hissy fit, and they are still friends. They are actually best friends. The friend didn't mean it to be a test, but it was a revealing of what kind of relationship they had that their friendship could withstand that kind of, you know, freaking out. And it turned out they are best friends. We do that when we build friendships, when we build relationships. We, we kind of slowly reveal ourselves, little bits about ourselves, kind of testing if the relationship can hold it. And it is a natural, healthy, wise part of relationship building. We don't do it with all relationships. You know, unimportant, shallow relationships, we don't test a lot because they don't need it. I don't need strong emotional reciprocity, you know, with my neighbor that lives three doors down. We're acquaintances, and that's, that's kind of all you need. But deep important relationships need that kind of testing, that kind of experience that reveals the relationship. Remember the movie Frozen, the first one? If you have children of a certain age or were a certain age, you've seen it a lot more than once, like I have. And one of my favorite lines from this movie is, um, you know, the younger sister had just met this fellow that afternoon and then announces to Queen Elsa we're getting married. And Elsa says, you can't marry a man you just met because you don't know 
This relationship, you don't have enough experience. It hasn't been tested. Is this person an acquaintance? Are they a friend? Are they a spouse? You don't know yet. And in the movie, as good plot lines go, it's revealed that the decision was not based in experience, but was much more based in wishful thinking and in what he said. Deep, important relationships need wisdom, trust built from experience. Rising from skepticism. Thomas had healthy skepticism. The resurrection was the most remarkable, unimaginable thing he could have ever imagined. That this teacher, whom he had come to know and admire and love, whom he had followed, he saw him die. And now they say that he rose from the dead. Thomas was wise enough to know he needed experience to believe it. God created him to need experience, and God gave it to him. Would you read these holy words with me? Jesus greeted the disciples and said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hands into my side. And with that experience, with that testing, Thomas was transformed. Now he knew what kind of relationship he had with Jesus, who is now the risen Christ, and he is the first one in the Gospel of John to see it, to name it. He says, my Lord and my God. Not my teacher, not my rabbi, not Messiah, not even son of man, but my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. In Greek, Kyrios and Theos. In Hebrew, the name of God and Elohim. When Jesus appeared to Thomas, and Thomas touched that resurrected body, Thomas did more than stop doubting. He recognized Jesus was God. Not messenger of God, but the very presence of the divine right there with him. It is a core Christian understanding that it is, that it is difficult for our words to capture because we'll talk about God or the Father and Jesus and Holy Spirit like they're different things when, when they are all different names for the one God, like looking at one God from different perspectives. And it was Thomas who named it first. And it started with skepticism. It started with Thomas being wise and honest and putting that skepticism out into the open. But he didn't stay there. He asked for experience. He asked for what he needed. And then he allowed that experience to transform him. Perhaps you are like Thomas, that you are wise and honest and skeptical. Perhaps you have come to know and admire Jesus the teacher who, 
who taught deep spiritual truths and, and you've come to know him through scripture and through prayer and through church community. And perhaps you've heard about the resurrection, but you haven't experienced it. Have you ever thought about what kind of experience you need from God? What kind of experience you need from God to be transformed? I think in prayer, we're used to asking God for what we need and what we want in our own lives. But have you ever asked for God an experience that you need to trust God? What you need to be transformed? Not proof like, God, if you're real, then get me out of this foxhole alive. But that experience that you need for God to show you what kind of relationship this really is. Do you have skepticism that you want to rise from? I'm going to say be like Thomas. Start by being open about it, being honest about it, not ashamed, but owning your own skepticism as wisdom. And then naming the experience that you need from God. I wonder if God actually waits for us to name it. That it is not until we can name the experience we need from God that we open ourselves up to transformation. And so naming the experience that you need from God for your own trust. And I would even say it is in the asking that the glory of God is revealed. God giving you that experience that you need, that builds your relationship with God, because it turns out that is the point. That has always been the point. God's relationship with us. Building that relationship. That's what God wants, is that relationship with us. With us. God said, come and follow me. So be like Thomas. Put your skepticism in the open. Ask God for the experience that you need. And then watch. Watch for God to give you that experience. Watch for nail-scarred hands reaching out to you, saying, touch, look, experience, believe. And allow that to transform you. Be like Thomas, rising strong from skepticism. And right now I'd like to ask you, we're going to take a moment of silence for you to just prayerfully think about what is the experience you need? What do you need to ask Jesus for to experience the resurrection? Thanks for listening. This podcast is preached almost always by our pastor, Reverend Mia Crosswaite. CUNA United Methodist Church is a community on a mission to make disciples for the transformation of the world. To support this podcast and the missional priorities of this church, go to cunaumc.org and click on Give. Any amount helps. 
And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you things.